policy. Uh, I think a lot of that is people afraid of Trump voters. They're afraid of losing an election. And therefore, they are doing what they feel needs to be done in order to not get defeated or in order to be able to, in Kevin McCarthy's case, win the House in 2022. I think there are also people, I don't think 2024, I mean, I think that's in the calculus just for like, you know, the two dozen people thinking about running for president in 2024. But what I don't understand about them is the stronger Trump is, the less likely, the more likely it is that he'll run and the less likely it is that they'll have a shot. Like, I mean, Chris Christie can't run for president if Trump's running. Yeah. I, mean, I don't even know which of them can run for president if Trump's running. I guess theoretically Liz Cheney could, but I don't know. And I don't, I, I just don't know how that works. I think there's also a degree to which some of them are personally intimidated by Trump. These are, you know, some of them are, are personally people that have never stood up to a bully before. And for instance, I think it's very likely that one of the reasons Kevin McCarthy, remember, he, he, he was all in on the lie and then the riot happened and then he had like a, a 20 seconds of courage where he went on the floor of the House and, and held Trump accountable to a degree for the insurrection. And then between that and like January, the end of January, he, he switched back and now he's all in with Trump again. During that period, Maggie Haberman of the New York Times reported that Trump called Kevin McCarthy a pussy. And I think that actually had an effect. Yeah. I think that actually, I mean, to his face, not just behind his back. I, and like, I think that had an effect. I think that that, that must have really bothered him. Um, because he's got a brittle spirit and he's afraid of, you know, I don't know, it hurt his feelings. I have no idea. But... I mean, it's crazy to me. It turns out that, I don't know, we're not in the world of adults. What does what CNN, like, you have this Trump thing for five years, and then all of a sudden it's gone. It's almost like if they were playing, if the NBA playoffs were five years in a row from a content standpoint, and then all of a sudden there wasn't, it was just gone, like, Day to day, what what are the things that you think are driving discourse right now? What are the things that you care about other than the disinformation stuff and obviously the COVID, the vaccine yeah. arguments, things like that? What what else matters right now in 2021 to you? Well, first of all, let me just say, like, he's not gone just because he's not on TV. Like, he's still like he's lingering. Oh, yeah. I mean, all this Republican Civil War stuff is him. that's him. Yeah, it's you know, it's not he's not there. He's golfing. But, you know, that's that's his shadow or his spirit, you know, um, but I'll, I'll, I'll be, you know, to be completely honest. Uh, the so I my show, my daily show, The Lead, which is on at four, went from one hour to two hours um, at the end of April. And I love it. And one of the things I love about it is covering non-Trump stories. Yeah covering the coup in Myanmar and covering the blockade because of the civil war in Yemen. And, you know, I hate covering the co co I hate covering disasters in the sense that I'm sad it's happening, but I'm glad that we're able to give these stories air. So I don't miss any of it. I'm so glad that we're able to cover stories about veterans that are important and stuff that like Trump would crowd out of the way because he would tweet something so deranged or 